Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined in the studio by the uh, cricket fan, comedian, statistician, Andy Zaltzman was back, wasn't he? He was on good form. We covered some ground. Uh, yeah. We had a little bit of a chat at yeah. the weekend with yeah. some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't ask me if yeah. it was. So, I made Motti laugh. Which, yeah, you know, well, that's, that's never easy. just yeah, put yeah, that one did, line yeah. in yeah. if you want. <laughs> I'll start editing to make Andy look, look good, good when Motti laughs. <laughs> so, uh, that's it. Here it all is. <laughs> And I'm being brought a cup of it's a safety cup of tea. Yeah, but I brought my own. This you brought morning. your own cup. Yeah, now you camera. went into the shot, yeah, Andy. Shout a camera one. Camera yeah, one. and it's a kind of novelty uh, cup. It's like a kiddie <laughs> no. sip cup. And what does it say on the front of it? Tea, coffee, or as you know, vodka. I, I didn't really like that, but I, li- I like the shape of it and the colour. So I bought. But you, it. so it's not a message that you would uh, essentially sort of because you're not. You don't look, strike me as a vodka man, really. Well, I was in Russia. Oh, no, you weren't. It, it, was, it wasn't good, was it, really? Know, bad if you got a bit punchy, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Now, uh, a couple of things amused me on the weekend. We're going to talk England and everything with Motti, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, although, it has to be said that... Uh, number one, I think international football has improved as a result of club football, the way club football's gone. Uh, in in pl- what way, specifically? In, in the way that teams playing more like club teams. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it's, it's less... It's less dodgy. International football used to be very stodgy, and they'd say no easy games, but there were no great games either. But uh, I've, I've watched a couple of really good games. I thought England display on Friday night was terrific. Last night's game between Holland and Germany was a yeah. fantastic game of football. So, you know, I think it's coming on, but we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, the a couple of things that amused me on the weekend. It was One was not Darren Way losing his job at Yeovil, because that's never amusing. No. But the way Moose decided to uh, announce the news on his uh, Twitter feed mm-hmm. by putting in the, a picture of him and Darren celebrating as if they'd won basically about £71 million on the lottery. Right. It's the weirdest photo. I mean, why would you put that photo... Not fitting for a man who's just lost his news. job. It was ridiculous. The slight... Con- I mean, the... The, you know how confident the Torquay fans are uh, these days. Oh yeah, well, is that Darren has lost his job, and of course um, uh, Gary Johnson had a fantastic time at Yeovil in the past, and there is a feeling they may uh, go back to him. But uh, our producer, the Torquay fan, sitting again, never going to happen. No, no, Gary's not going anywhere. He's very <laughs> properly confident. He's not just putting on a brave face. It's a bit like me saying Hudson the Toy when we go to buy Munich. Yeah, you don't say it with a lot of confidence. Starts really, tonight, just hope. Anyway, I got in the new ground yesterday. Oh, no, of course. You I did, was at the yeah. test event, and um, yeah, it, everything seemed to work. 
Um, it was a, a good experience. It was a good atmosphere in there, even though it was sort of less than half full. And so, yeah, the, the signs are good, really. It, uh, it looks fantastic. And, of course, uh, you know, I must say I'm very envious. And uh, it's, it's put Spurs in a very good position, uh, you know, in terms of where they are as a club. And it's a, it's a beautiful stadium. And the prices, I saw the goal line bar... Not that bad, are they? I mean, no. it's sort of between four fifty and five for a pint. I mean, yeah. it's, we are talking about a football ground. Water, ridiculous, two quid, but they, it's the same everywhere you go. Yeah, and the prices look pretty, pretty decent. And uh, yep, the the. the other clubs have got them and they've been used in the States, but there's been a lot of fuss made about the kind of autofill, the drinks that fill up from the bottom. Mm. And uh, we noticed uh, there was kind of quite a lot of spillages in aisle three yesterday. There was quite a lot of kind of beer spillages and they were hurriedly going around mopping it up because they don't want someone to fall over. But what was happening was people were getting a pint uh, from those automatic machines that fill from the bottom. And basically, you put it on the machine, it fills it from the bottom, and then a magnet kind of clips over it and it's seals. like a small black dot yeah. the magnet seals it yeah. so just but if out, you take the cup too quickly no 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 it's not that no what was happening was Tottenham fans curiosity getting the better of them including my youngest lad yeah. uh, which is a bit disgraceful really <laughs> uh, decided what what would happen if you just kind of poke the little black button underneath what would happen yeah, well I wonder because what would happen as soon as you poke it he, <laughs> he said beer. you only have to touch it all the beer comes out <laughs> so he had a slight spillage on aisle three but there was a little boy who was asked to hold his dad's beer and he did it and the beer came out the dad was about to have a go and we said look don't don't worry. He just did it, and he said he should know better. So we can't have a go at him. But everybody was doing it. There was you, suddenly you turn around, you hear this splashing sound. You think, stop pushing that black button. It's, it's good, there it? for a reason on the bottom of the glass. Um, only so I can. We're not concerned at the moment. It's the the infrastructure has not really changed. I mean, like for example, it's, it's a disaster. That twenty eight thousand people there yesterday. There's no trains in and out of Northumberland Park, which would get you to Tottenham Howe and into mm. Liverpool Street and and in the other direction if you're heading north. Uh, seven. There was problems at uh, White Hart Lane Station on that line that developed yesterday. So people had to walk back to Seven Sisters effectively. Mm. There was talk of a kind of flyover that would walk you from part of White Hart Lane into the ground. But as it is, you're still walking down the top part of White Hart Lane, which is not the widest of pavements. And people were kind of walking in the road. Yesterday were 28 there, so when there's 62... It's I mean, I know people problem. are going in different directions. This has always been the problem. The inf- they're gonna, yeah. I know Tottenham are trying hard. They're going to have buses going to different stations. They're going to lay on... So they're going to try and get they're people away. They're also making an, a comfortable environment. I heard Moose talking about this, that, that you can get there two hours before the game, you can stay there two mm. hours after the game. That makes sense. So yeah. if you if it's a nice place to be and the prices aren't too bad, yeah. you might think of having a pint after the game, that's not, the key. not moving on. That, that's not a I bad really idea. I really hope that the, the, the club hold their nerve and don't start whacking up the prices because a five or a pint is in, in a lot of pubs around there is effectively pub prices. Mm. And it's good beer. You've got Beaver Town, the local brewery involved. So yeah, you can get a good that. pint, yeah. you can get Guinness, and even though it's mm. in hands at the moment, but I uh, can't blame them for that. Although they run out of Guinness yesterday, so I think they underestimated, well, they underestimated <laughs> just how much Guinness might get drunk. But it's going to no, take a good look, it's teething problems. It's going to yeah, take a bit, is, bit yeah. of time, but you know. I enjoyed Goldwyn, the Gibraltar keeper, because basically I was like a keeper that's about my size. Yeah. That was it. They, they did well, Gibraltar. Mm. It's incredible now. I mean, that cliche of no easy games, but considering they had a bloke that was a teacher in the north of England. Yeah. And, you know, it was it was a strange performance from Ireland, really. But you know, anyway, they got it done. They got the job. It was done. great. We almost wanted to get dance on to do mix. And I hated every minute of it. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, yeah no, didn't I'm particularly enjoy the game. Ideal, it wasn't really. a great watch. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Uh, Andy Zortzman's with us in the studio, and uh, we were talking earlier on about a fantastic goal score. We're going to be speaking to the goal scorer uh, a little bit later on. It could be up for the Pushkas Award, which is uh, it's a uh, special the, goal, the it world's really is. best goal. It's um, that thing. I mean, the interesting thing about the FIFA thing—they don't take into account the level that the goal is scored. It can no. be, you know, almost in a playground they'll put it in there. But this <laughs> if it's a great goal, it's a great. It's goal. a great goal, and this was at a lower level, but it was a fantastic goal. You suggested, Andy, that the Pushkas Award. Should, should go to the world's portliest footballer still playing <laughs> yeah. because at the end uh, old Frank Pushkas had, had uh, you know yeah, not he even was a bit of weight quite on. chunky wasn't he he, he was yeah, yeah he was in his heyday he was yeah. pretty big um, a couple of suggestions Lee Tomlin from my beloved Peterborough says uh, Albert uh, mm. yeah, that's a fair point Albert um, and um, uh, uh, Adi Akin Fem has been um, nominated by... Point, Albert. No, <laughs> that's, that's a bit dark, Andy. Know, like <laughs> He's doing your Albert Pierpoint material. How <laughs> Andy started doing Albert Pierpoint material. Yeah, fair, strange, it's really. Name like Football show. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Mark says, yeah, Adi Akin Fem, but wouldn't say it to his face. I mean, he's, he's got the fuller figure. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the most active, Hold larger... The boy that plays for, New, uh, for Luton... Was up against Akin Fenway. He's a big lad. I can't remember his name now, but uh, okay. I think there should also be an award for the worst miss of the year because I don't think they're celebrated enough. Mm. Particularly when you see a proper elite player absolutely howl one from a yard out. So would that would that, would that include the kind of jeopardy of it? So if it's a bad miss in a big game, you've got more chance of winning than if you do it in a park or something, or is it just the I quality think so. of the I miss? I think you have to factor in the suppose maybe the wage packet of yeah. the player. <laughs> you know, if if you miss from two yards. And you cost seventy five million pounds. That's worse than missing from two yards, and you're you're playing. Well, that would be cool. Uh, our producer yeah, quite rightly suggests, with respect to Chris, because he does do shows here on Talk Sport and was a fine player. And you know, you have one bad moment, and people don't forget about the Chris Iwalumo Award, of course. Uh, <laughs> that moment as a far post playing it's quite with Scotland. Cruel, the producer is. Yeah, he is quite it's cruel. I think, you, I think you, you're slightly worried that um, <laughs> Gary Johnson's going to go. So there's a little bit of bite, a little bit of edge to him today. Whatever he says, I think he's they had a great weekend though. Woking lost and Torquay won. Yeah, I can't. Well, you've taken such an interest in non-league football, Andy. It's, I'm really impressed. I must say. Yeah. <laughs> it's anyway, let's do a bit of IPL. It started on the weekend. Yeah, I think the best short-form cricket in the world. The standard is absolutely amazing. It is. It's uh, it's terrific. I mean, it does for me go on a little a little long. Um, Fifty eight matches or something, isn't it? Something yeah, like fifty one days. Yeah. the tournament. Yeah, is I it? think the yeah, ultimate goal long, is yeah. is. I think they're probably looking at Major League Baseball with its five and a half million games a season yeah. <laughs> lasting uh, lasting six seven months. Um, but the atmosphere is amazing, isn't it? In a way that you know, effectively, if we go back to what they did, they set yeah. up sort of uh, franchises. Um, and you, you were thinking when it first started, we would sit here saying, "Who's going to have any skin in the game?" You know, okay, you might live in Kolkata, but none of the after players don't come from your city. So why would you buy into that? But blimey, people do, don't it, they? Oh yeah, it's really worked. I have the same sort of reservations at the uh, at the start, but I guess it wasn't. Um, wasn't coming into a, a market where these loyalties were already established. Yes, yeah. you know. So we have you know sort of football over here, or even cricket over here. I think you know we've seen the sort of debate and the arguments over over the hundred because mm. you know people have these loyalties to counties that go back through through generations. Mm. Whereas uh, uh, you know, and it was creating something sort of brand brand new at a time when uh, you know India as a nation was uh, on, on the up globally. And um, yeah, they were sort of riding on the success of their, their uh, them winning the first World World T Twenty in in two thousand and seven. So it, it, I think a combination of factors and just lashings of money made it work. Yeah.
We like the uh, coverage on Star it's TV. Great. It's yeah. on BT, if you want. and it's the same coverage actually. But you just get a bit more before the game, and you get sort of some of the Indian adverts and yeah. trails for Indian TV programs like The Voice. The Voice, yeah, the India, India's version of The Voice, which is effectively right, the yeah. same, but obviously with Indian contestants. But you get what you get. What's coming up on Star that night? Which the head, the head, head judge on The Voice is Simon Coley. He's, but, I don't think he is, Andy. I, I, I would hope the Indian version of The Voice just has people doing Ravi Shastri impressions. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it looks it looks good. I might tune in one evening, I think. <laughs> it's unlikely. Uh, you, you do see some amazing things. Rishad Pant on the weekend for Delhi. I mean, what a player this bloke is. And Rabada's bowling as well. Rabada was seriously quick. Oh, first everything 90 yeah. miles an hour plus. Yeah. And, it's harder to bowl well in the IPL than it is to bat well. So, you know, anybody that does that probably should have an even more premium. And, and Pant is is interesting. He's had... Uh, he come in, came into the Indian test side last last summer over here and uh, got a century at the Oval and followed up with, with some more good runs in Australia. And he's of the generation where they just... They don't need test cricket anymore, yet it still seems to be really important to, mm. to him and players like him. You know, they don't need it financially, they don't need it in terms of in terms of fame and it, it almost seems like the, these kind of players are almost protecting they're the custodians the of test cricket yeah, really. yeah. that's why people love Virat Kohli because he's, he's dedicated so much time to test cricket and yeah. really believes in it David Delt Warner was batting with Johnny Bairstow mm. yesterday and uh, for a guy who's just come back and admitted he was terrified um, for his first meaningful knock since coming back scored 85 and looked very good Yes, and, did play very and well. well, I mean, for looking ahead to the World Cup in the, which is only well, a couple of months away now, um, Australia just won a series in India without Warner and and Smith, and uh, also I think without without Stark and and Hazelwood, and suddenly you know they they as defending champions, having had some you know terrible times in one day cricket, getting absolutely hammered over here last summer, they could uh, they could put up a pretty strong yeah. defence. I think it's incredibly difficult to predict the World Cup because. It's all right the group stages. In the group stages, you can drop a game and it's fine. But you get to the knockout stages. We saw what England did in the championship trophy, Champions Trophy, rather, at Cardiff, where they just threw in, which England tend to do, a really rubbish performance. And that's it. All the hard work, all the skills, yes. all the things can just be gone in 50 overs. Well, I, yeah, and I think that the format they have for this year's World Cup, which is just the 10 teams, which I think was the wrong decision by the ICC, but it, I mean, it does, it, it'll. I think yeah, it, it favours the more consistent teams. I think England will have hopefully no trouble getting through that phase. But then it comes down to two matches, and you think, you know, even if they are the better side, they're not going to be the better side by that much. So maybe you know, mm. 55, 60% chance of winning to do that twice. You know, that's a sort of one in three chance, even if you're the best side. I think it's, uh, I hope it's going to be a, an, an exciting tournament. I think Afghanistan, uh, who are, you know, the sort of least high-profile side. I think they could win two or three games with their, good the, the quality of their mm. bowling. They've got some explosive uh, batting as well. So I, th- I think there's going to be it's going to be quite unpredictable. I think all all the teams are going to lose a, a couple of games at least in the in the group stage. I think Sri Lanka are the only ones that look really weak at the moment. Uh, so it could be a it could yeah. be a great tournament. But no, it I is going to be. Great I, mean, yeah. I think England are along probably along with India the the, the strongest team, but. Is no guarantee that they're going to uh, going to win it. Um, just away from cricket, uh, mm. you remember Jody Schechter, didn't you? Oh yeah, I saw this, one yeah. winner, nineteen seventy nine. <clears throat> He's got a you know you can often you know we talk about footballers they go out to haulage or they buy mm. pubs or they did do of course or they buy uh, half a Burnley. <laughs> I don't think uh, David Beckham went into well, they haulage. Do. I don't think he didn't go into haulage, but you know a lot of them did. But Jody Schechter, the former Formula One driver, um, he's he produces mozzarella. 
Not, really? not personally. <laughs> he gets he gets buffalo to do right. it for he him. He doesn't. Does he personally milk the farm. buffalo? He's got a meat farm and a cheese farm. Yeah. Right. Well, I think it's the same farm. Just, <laughs> yeah, we're just uh, different <laughs> different yeah. ways of treating the animals. So but, yeah, he's but got to one, me it sounded 1, like thousand five hundred water buffalo. He's got. Where is this? In South Africa. No, right. not in. Oh, no, 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 no. It's here. Oh, is it here? It's in Oxford or somewhere like that. Is it? Oh, is yeah. It? British made mozzarella. Oh, Overton in Hants. That's right. <laughs> All I can hear, though, is Murray Walker going, and there goes Jodie Shakespeare in the mozzarella. <laughs> yeah. Because it sounds like a car, doesn't it, really? He yeah. So every time you go into Pret-a-Manger, apparently, or Waitrose, so he supplies them with his buffalo mozzarella, and you have something with some <laughs> buffalo mozzarella. Just right. think of Jodie Shakespeare. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, well, you will now, won't you? I will definitely think of Jodie Shakespeare. Every time you go and have something, a little bit of mozzarella, and you'll think... Formula right. One. So no, I'm glad we brought that, that back to sport. Um, right. Is it venison or something like that? It's, it's sort of more obscure meat than beef. Is, uh, I don't know, Andy. You've got me there. I, I only know that one <laughs> fact about Jody Schecht. I don't know any more. <laughs> I'm trying Pete. to find some more interesting things about Montenegro for you because the tabloids <laughs> haven't done it for us today. They, you always used to rely on them, but they've just not done it. You know, it's, it does seem a shame, really. <laughs> Here's well, one that Stanley's people might sleeping. bring up at your uh, comedy show this week. No, they won't. Seven people were treated in Britain last year for attacks by crocodiles or alligators. <laughs> in this country? I know. I'm surprised it's that many, really. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> You've already got to go out of your way to get attacked by an alligator in this country. I so, presume it's people who keep them as pets. I would think so. I don't think they're, they're not native to... <laughs> they're not native to the UK. Well, this is the thing. People do terrible zoo. things or they... People buy pets that get too big, don't they? And then rather than think I should maybe contact a zoo or the RSPCA or someone, they say, yeah, kind of take it outside and let it go. Which is <laughs> not a great idea really. whether it's an alligator or a crocodile, is it? I mean, <laughs> not ideal. I mean, no. sp yeah, spruce up the boat race, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. An event seriously needing just, I mean, just, if, <laughs> I don't know, you if, you were, if you were having a walk, if that happened and you were having a walk along the River Lee, say, you know, somewhere near where I used to live in North London, you're having a wander along, suddenly you look into the water because you thought you saw a, a gudgeon or something just breach the water, <laughs> and then suddenly you're... you're, you're Pulled into the water uh, by an alligator slash crocodile, yeah, and and there you are at the bottom fighting for your life, and you you would think, what a way to go, yeah, yeah. What, what a way to there go. There are only six is. other people in this country that are having this yeah. problem at the moment. <laughs> just you there, you think fighting for breath and oh, blimey, am I, you know, what are the chances of this? What are the yeah. chances of this? They'll all talk about it though. People won't forget me, will they? <laughs> Andy mentioned the boat race there, and of course it's on April the seventh, so it's coming up soon. Yeah, pubs along the river, which is I live in this area, and they they uh, they're going to use fourteen thousand reusable cups to keep plastic out of them. So even the boat race has gone eco, which well, is good. That's, that's a good, good thing, thing yeah. surely. Yeah, but um, I agree with Andy. They should make it's the world's it's free, but it's the world's worst <laughs> spectator of. <laughs> It's rubbish. I was. I, I, I let them start off where they start. Where was it? Uh, Putney. Putney to Mortlake. Yeah, oh, they start yeah. off Putney. Then I watch it on the telly. And then I hear that they're approaching near where I live. So I, I run about run down 50 the road. yards down the road, go and see it go by. They go by. I go back and see the end of the... You think, what's the point? Why do people line the route to see that? It's pointless. <laughs> it lasts for about it's 30 seconds, if that, that you have a view of them. So, yeah. uh, you know, but they... But there seems to be some jousting element introduced to it because the <laughs> only exciting bit is when, yeah. they, when they clash and then they get yeah. told not to do it anymore. That's a good idea. Just the, if, the, if the coxes were allowed a proper jousting pole... Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd get a much larger audience you would. for it. 2020 boat race, a sort of shorter version might be better as well. That's why I have this problem with, with rowing in the Olympics. All the races are, I think, two kilometres, aren't they? Mm. Oh, shit, I think it's a test of, of somebody... I, 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 do they have sprinting in rowing? I don't know. 
sorry, just going back to the, lost interest. the alternative. <laughs> I, I, I you did, brought it up. I did slightly glaze over. The, I'm sorry. The, um, the big guy you were thinking of who plays for Luton called Steve McNulty yes. left three years ago, so can't get the... Yeah. Can't get the Pushkas. And wouldn't be great in the boat race. Can't get the Pushkas award. Um, this has come from one of the listeners, uh, Matt Reed from uh, Lincoln City. Great technically, but runs like he's towing a caravan. Sorry, Matt, if you're listening this <laughs> afternoon, just the thoughts of uh, of a fan. But uh, we're looking for the alternative Pushkas award. Uh, Shakiri's a bit chunky. Says well, Mark, that's the true. Fan. He's he is solid. a bit, but uh, yeah, solid. you'd have him in your side, though, wouldn't you? Hey, good player. Yeah. yeah, definitely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, now you mentioned David Warner, who... um played yesterday in the IPO. It's mm. comeback game sort of thing, really, yeah. in big-time cricket. Steve Smith is playing today for Rajasthan Royals, and uh, somebody's just tweeted this, or retweeted, in fact, it's Melinda Farrell, a bloke called Steve Smith, who looks absolutely nothing like the Australian captain. He's got a distinctive look, the yeah. Australian captain. says, a year ago, I woke up to this. It was all downhill from there. And it's just a... a, a Volleys of abuse. It's a bloke on him. Twitter, yeah? Yeah, a bloke called Steve Smith on Twitter. Right. So it's amazing that people just think... I'll it's just not an tweet. uncommon name either, No, you think you might look at the photo of the person you're tweeting and think yeah. to yourself, that's not Steve Smith, there's not really any point telling him he's useless <laughs> and he's a cheat. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's great. Um, one, of the, one of the interesting uh, things they've got at uh, Spurs New Ground is uh, a little uh, area for dogs. Well, oh, yeah, they can nice, they yeah. can do their thing. They can do their business. Yeah, um, but it's obviously it's for people. Uh, it's for uh, blind fans who are going to the games. And, uh, yeah, have, you couldn't take your dog to Spurs, could you? No, I, I, no, she wouldn't sit there and behave herself <laughs> like that. And I, well, I wouldn't want to. It's not no. really the environment. She gets slightly. If you had a lap dog, you might. But, uh, no, I've, I'm not taking the dog to a football match. <laughs> I've never seen a dog at football. No, uh, well, something they get the occasional one on the pitch as you used yeah. to in the seventies. But anyway, it's the late the, I think Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal have got one as well. My uh, someone said he, he saw the one there. It's a little area for mm. the uh, for the guide dogs to. Well, they're going to need somewhere, don't well, they? Well, 
they've got to go somewhere. Yeah. Indeed. So uh, that's so they nice have to look. queue like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not easy to go to the loo. Yeah, this is the other thing: time, the, the quality of the toilets in the new place. You imagine they are brand new. Oh, they're spectacular. Very, very impressive. Uh, but I mean, will it be the same when there's sixty odd thousand? Free aftershave in there. That's, that's not a bloke there with a big box of aftershaves <laughs> for you and some moisturising. No, it's not. Quite, I imagine there is in the corporate bit. But uh, does it still feel like football? That's the thing. Yeah, of course it, it does. Yeah, well, that's the most important. And if, thing. And everybody's been saying it, but I said this to you in December because when I first got in there, because you're making exactly the same journey that I've made, you know, for forty years plus, because mm. you're actually making doing the same walk, going to the same place, it does feel like um a lottery. It feels like White Hart Lane with a lottery win. Mm. You know, it just feel it does feel like the same ground. My, my friend uh, who's a big season ticket holder there, he's retained told me yesterday I went for lunch with him, he said he's retained his Parking space, right? But he always well, leaves. He's done very well. Well, he's done well actually. It's in a school, I think, nearby. And yeah. uh, but he always well, leaves. I imagine he pays what well, he must pay about fifteen odd pounds plus. I would think for oh, that yeah. space, he wouldn't he? Fifteen, I twenty think pounds. Afford it, yeah, he probably <laughs> can afford it, but still, <laughs> but still. Um, uh, the parking restrictions. Mm. If anybody is coming to the new ground and they've been to uh, White Hart Lane before, you and can't they think, drive there, can I you? know a little place to park. You probably don't anymore because they've really widened the exclusion zone in the area that I always would park in the past. Mm. You now can't park on match days. So you, are you having to go on public transport? I probably, I probably will anyway. The fact mm. that the club uh, they are as as we were hearing, they're opening the ground a couple of hours before and they're leaving it open so people can kind of stagger their journey back, which is great if you've had a good win um if you've just been cuffed for nil which yeah, i you want to get out too often, quick. you probably don't want to be sticking around but but i think a lot of people i mean there are a certain percentage of spurs fans who like to leave early anyway my mate included i think that will increase a bit like wembley but it I, can't be more difficult to get away that. from them no I'm, I'm not leaving i'm not leaving i did that at wembley for a while i hate leaving early i don't, I, I don't I intend to do too. that again i won't be leaving before the there's end. so much good stuff happens in the last minutes of games you, you yeah. just don't want and you're right if you're five nil up that's a different thing uh I'm always like an appropriate... No, I don't know if it's an appropriate name or not. Actually, I've got two, really. One here is a, the Daily Star had a weather forecast uh, yeah. thing saying, predicting uh, an early heat wave. Right. And the name of the forecaster looking into the future was the well-named Brian Gaze. What a perfect name for somebody who looks into the future regarding weather. G-A-Z-E, Gaze. Yeah. Brian Gaze. That's a good name, I like that, yeah. yeah. And a bloke wrote to uh, The Guardian about the Jewish education, and he, he's, his name was very unlikely named Dr. Frank Bagel. So that was a pretty unusual name. <laughs> Known as smoked salmon in the dressing room. What an unusual name. Yeah, I suppose there. he could be, Andy, but, yeah. But why not? Uh, Josh King, uh, you notice this? Uh, playing for Norway, of course, um, the Bournemouth striker. Uh, saying lovely things about Sergio Ramos. Oh, yeah, that was So he's strange. one of the cleanest defenders I've ever played against. He close marked him was the other day. a different Sergio Ramos? No, well, no, apparently it's the <laughs> same one. They're, Another they're, bloke on Twitter. He got a panenka, didn't he, of course, we, uh, oh, we right. seen the other day. Um, uh, did um, Sergio Ramos. He said, uh, I, I think that I did really well against one of the best centre-backs in the world, said Josh. Ramos has a reputation for being dirty and rough, but I do not remember going up against a centre-back as nice as him. Maybe mm. this is his new policy. Uh, I've not seen all of his matches, but I think that all of his challenges were clean, and he seemed to me a very good sportsman. He won some duels, and I won others. Um, so I guess a little bit of a thumbs up to... Uh, yeah. I don't know if Mo Salah would agree with that, or after Liverpool fans, no. but there we are. 
And talking centre halves, <clears throat> that's <clears throat> fact that Clive came up with on Friday night about Thomas Callis. Yeah, he's Chelsea's longest-serving player. Yeah, I think he only played in that game against Liverpool, where they played in about 2013. Yeah, I, it's, it, he's ridiculous. How long has he been at the club then? Five, six years. A club no. needs to sort themselves out. It's ridiculous. You can have this situation where mm. a bloke keeps continually going out on loan and signing. I mean, he, he did get an own goal, didn't he? I think he wanted Hudson Odoi to score. You know, it's pretty bit. Chelsea thing, but it's, it's it's not right, really. I, I definitely don't think so. Uh, City's CEO Omar Barada mm. has claimed that artificial intelligence. City are really working on this. They use TrueView. They use all these different yeah. things and give Pep all this information. But uh, not only can aid a manager, but eventually might be able to ma- manage a team, a sort of AI manager. Not Adrian Inchy Heath or AI Heath, as I like to call it. It's the only AI I could come out with in the whole of football. So, what would be the AI? What, what, the AI manager? How would he work? What, how would he do it? Well, I, you know, he'd just have you'd pre-program him to mm. sort of for every situation that was possible. He'd have his eyes on the pitch. It was lenses, like a sort of deep blue you see in yeah, chess. Exactly. You, you furnish him with ever, every scenario. Absolutely. Yeah. But can you? Is it, is it every possible and scenario? If you, you pr- want to hate me, guys. Hate me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You could. But I think he has all the manager's Who phrases. Who would do the team talk? Would AI... Th- I'd love it, etc. Yeah, I can see that. You program all that in. Right. Every situation, he does the team talk, he does the afterwards, yeah. Well, be- don't some players were often told need an arm around the shoulder and others need to kick up the backside? Can AI do both of well, those? I think you can. It was a metallic... How can met- AI kick you up the backside? <laughs> well, with his metallic foot and his metallic <laughs> arm around your shoulder. So, suddenly, he's gone from <laughs> artificial intelligence to having a magnet... He's having a, 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 well, he's a, a robot, obviously. Having a robot foot. And a, well, I think he's got to be animatronic. Would he be Would he be suit or tracksuit? Or would he be like Pep and wear like quite expensive jumpers? Well, I think you could have a choice. So you could have Depends an animatronics manager, in. yeah. You could have one that was like Fergie, that looked like Fergie and had all Fergie's attributes. Okay, well, tremendous, isn't it? You're not really giving this up. You're just making future. this up as you go along, aren't you? Don't blame me. Blame City CEO Omar Barada. I'm not blaming him. He's, I think, but an AI manager would. I mean, it's hard enough being a football manager these days, anyway, isn't <laughs> I mean, it? You know, I think it's possible. Well, the Scotland fans might want to bring in AI. <laughs> well, they, they got AM at the moment. It's true. not altogether as we were just in from John Collins. Not altogether his fault. No, really. it's not his fault at all. Um, Ali Ross has uh, been uh, flying around Europe watching Scotland over the last few days and he will be here in the studio tomorrow to tell us just how grim it was. Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, a week on the road with the Tartan Army and we'll get an, a bit of an inside track on that uh, tomorrow. Now, um... Declan Rice looks like he's going to start tonight, doesn't he? With said, yeah, I actually thought tonight. he looked a bit nervous when he came on. I didn't yeah. think he... I didn't he, settled, think he, he settled down. It wasn't his toughest game, Yeah, it wasn't. It was difficult coming in on at that point, but I didn't think he looked as assured as he does for West Ham, but we'll get a better idea tonight. Mm. Uh, baseball, uh, we're going to see baseball, Major League Baseball here in the yeah, summer. Red Sox-Yankees. New York-Yankees uh, play exactly as you've just said, then the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. And the yeah. tickets are selling faster than Spice Girls reunion gigs. Oh, yeah. Uh, fans from 28 countries have paid 100 quid to £1,000 to uh, get into the 60,000 seat. That's something I'd like to go to. That would be really good. Uh, tickets for the Spice Girls Wembley gigs that month start at 92 quid, so slightly less money, but they're selling less tickets, which may explain all these sort of Spice Girl juicy stories that have yeah, started to appear. Keep the tickets selling. Like, you know, you know, Ginger and Scary have sort of kissed each other and all this yeah. stuff and all that. So I think that might explain Do we explain need Motti to do something spicy? To, to kind of, well, you know, I think the tickets are doing rather well for the gig. Maybe Motti's got to go and got to get himself in the old tabs <laughs> this week, I think. Let's we'll see if we'll put that to him. Go and do something spicy, John. We need you to do that. Anyway.
Um, it's um, yes. I've got another fact for you. It has to be a quick one. Okay. Human waste has been discovered in one in five office tea mugs. Oh, thanks. I've just had a cup yeah, of tea, which is why I brought my own. Yeah. <laughs> I wondered why you'd bought one today with a, a fairly lame so if I'm um, gonna, slogan. If I'm going to consume human waste. I want it to be my own. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Don't ask me. Just time to give Andy five questions based on last week's shows and see how much he can remember. Um, Judging by the just the nothing. Okay. <laughs> well, this, this is a bit easier, Andy. This is the things that actually happened to you. <laughs> yeah, you say that. Uh, so, um, Luke Moore joined us for the uh, book club last week and we spoke about uh, the books of George Plimpton. Um, and uh, the one we focused on was The What Man. What's the word that's missing? I the we, what? Man. I thought we did it paper was the golf. Time. Oh no! We, sorry, we did. I'm oh, sorry. No, we, we, did, we did the golf book. Though. We did talk about the golf book as well. There's one we were originally going to do. There's one word, a golf term, missing, and it's the bogey man. Bogey man. Well done. See, that's oh, what that this, was, that this really is. This was, game at that its was best memory. When you really have to think about it. Almost no clues there either. No, that's right. <laughs> Apart from saying the word bogey, there's not much more I could have done for him. I was about to stick my finger up my nose. I didn't want to do that. No, no, so, um, why did we speak to the Welsh rugby fan Joel Hughes on Thursday? What had he done? Can you remember why we spoke to Joel Hughes, the Welsh rugby fan? <laughs> it's it was, like I've never heard. It was quite of this a selfless person. act, really. It was quite a selfless act. Yeah, it was quite a, a thing that he did for the good of well. He Did promised something. to do it. It was, a, it was a bet that he had to oh, see. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm basically yeah, giving him the answer. What was yeah, it? He had a face, the face of Warren Gatland tattooed on his posterior. That's right. Yeah, well done. Uh, next up, uh, Darren <laughs> Barker. <laughs> Darren Barker joined us. He's been uh, training and working with a fine British yeah. heavyweight of the name of... Dave Allen. Dave Allen. Yeah, cool. Right, this is going rather well for um, yeah, we... Um, I wouldn't have got the other two if you hadn't helped me, to be really honest. OK, we spoke to uh, fireman Tom Atwell uh, earlier in the week. Uh, uh, what did he do in the sporting context? He's a firefighter. And um, what did he do, Andy? Went out and... Uh, <laughs> so hazy about last week. I haven't really known <laughs> any of these. You have a big fireman, weekend. Yeah. yeah. Fireman Tom. Yeah, fireman Tom. <laughs> yeah. No? No. He broke his own uh, car window playing golf, put oh, the ball through his own did. window. And finally, Forgot. Charlie Scott from the Times joined us. Yeah. He had uh, what percentage of the uh, winner of a horse at Cheltenham? Uh, 3%. Cheltenham. Uh, sorry? 3%. No, that, that'd be quite a lot. He had one three thousandth. <laughs> so, anyway... You three was involved it, somewhere. It petered out. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport. There we are. That's, uh, that's this afternoon's show. And uh, we return tomorrow to pour over England's performance. Yeah, and we'll be joined by Ali Ross, who's back from a Tartan Army road trip, not in the best of moods. Good of him to come in. Yeah, it certainly is. So until then, uh, have a great evening. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 